The opinions expressed on this program are solely those of its hosts, guests, or callers, and do not necessarily represent the opinions of WTBR-FM, its management, other producers, or sponsors. Two guys split between a piece of glass that isn't even there anymore. One's not here. One's in the studio doing a solo show today. Yes, it's once again time for Berkshire Sports Now with Cronin Zook right here on WTBR 89.7 FM on a Tuesday in the Berkshires. Let's go, people! It's cold, All you gotta do is move. but sunny. Good morning, everybody. All right. How are you today? <laughs> a little bit slow of an introduction there as we bring down the Jay Giles band. Robbie Zucker right here, solo for you right here on Berkshire Sports Now with Cronin and Zuck 89.7 FM. Sean a little bit under the weather and getting ready, I guess, to head to North Carolina for his vacay down there. Uh, Sean, if you're feeling okay to call, you might want to give us a call. 413 413- Four four five five nine four three. Hope everybody had a good weekend. It was a crazy weekend for me. Hope everybody watched a lot of football. You'll be watching a lot of football in a couple of days. So uh, uh, happy uh, Thanksgiving holiday to everybody. Hope everybody has a safe holiday and a good uh, holiday as far as traveling. If you're traveling, be sure to be safe and so forth. First of all, I just want to say congratulations to uh, the staff here, to Sean, to Bob, to Matt, to Jeff, to David, and of course to Jody. Let's not forget her as well. And um, just an amazing day on uh, Thursday, raising money for WTBR. And you can continue to do that, by the way. And you can go to WTBR.com and uh, make your donation. You can call. You can write a check. You can come on in down to Frederico Drive. So we won't be here Thursday because of the holiday. But um, you can make your donation online as well. It was a great day. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of food. It was awesome. It was just a great day. So congratulations to the station. Everybody did an amazing job. And uh, Sean and, uh, and Bob, just uh, fantastic on the air all day. And everybody just uh, just did a great job. The callers, uh, everybody, the people like, taking calls and so forth. And it was just a really fun day. So I just want to say hats off to everybody who got involved in it. And it was just a lot of fun. So great to see Phil Tierney. Great to see uh, uh, Mike Pezzo. And you can catch their shows, of course, on TBR all the time. So let's get to it. Okay, folks. All right. So a crazy, wacky world again in the NFL, of course, this weekend. Uh, as I said, 413-445-5943, our number to call right here. And I'm just looking for my phone thing here. 
All right, seems like it's okay. Close enough to me, but anyway, so um, let's start, of course, with the uh, – should we start with the Jets or the Giants? I guess we could start with the Pats or the Jets. All right, let's, so let's start with the Pats and the Jets. All right, it's one of the uglier games ever played in the National Football League. I mean, I was watching the Giant game. I was flipping this game back and forth, and the Jets were on, and I was like, it's still 3-3. It's still 3-3. What's going on here? I'm thinking Falk's missing two field goals. That's impossible. He's a Falk hero up here in New England already. Now, he usually never misses. And the Jets had every chance to win this game. And let me tell you something about Zach. Zach Wilson. 9 of 22 for 77 yards. And I don't know if you heard his post-game comments. We'll talk about it in a moment. But 9 of 22 for 77 yards. This kid's lost, folks. Let me tell you something. He should have been benched in the fourth quarter for Mike White. I don't care who he was benched for. He should have been benched in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I heard Robert Sala's comments yesterday. I've heard him on uh, several different radio programs the last couple of days. His press conference talking about who's going to play. I got a feeling Wilson's going to play again, but I got a feeling if Wilson you know, has a poor first quarter, if he starts throwing the ball over the place, you're going to see Mike White. Now, I personally think that Joe Flacco should be the guy playing, simply because Joe Flacco has the most experience, and Joe Flacco, I think, is the better quarterback than Mike White, So, especially when you got a Super Bowl on your ring, uh, on your finger. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it kind of helps there. But uh, evidently, Joe Flacco is a part of the team, even though he's not in uniform. He does a great job, you know, helping these guys prepare and so forth. But let's be, let's be honest, folks. Zach Wilson is not the answer at this point. Zach Wilson hasn't shown any maturity. I mean, the press conference, they asked him if the um, – if, if he thinks that the defense would be upset, you know, with him and so forth, that the defense is disappointed or he's, if he's upset, you know, and so forth. And he said, no, he doesn't think that the defense is really uh, be disappointed. After the defense gave up three, three points the whole game, except for the last 10 seconds when you get a kick return for a touchdown. By the way, that was the first punt return for a touchdown this season, and it happened with like 10 seconds left. It was a wild ending, and I just happened to flip off the Giant game and flip off the Jet game for the ending of, uh, of that uh, debacle. This is now 14 straight, by the way, the Jets have lost. So, and then he blames the wind. He blames the wind for it. Zach Wilson says, oh, well, it was the wind. It was the same wind <laughs> for another guy named Jones. We have a guy named Jones in New York. You know, for, for Jones, 23 of 27 for 246. But he also got sacked like six times. I think Wilson got sacked five times. The Jets put together a game plan. That just didn't work. 103 yards total offense, 44 yards running, 59 yards passing, an average of 2.1 yards per, per, per play. The Pats had 297 yards, 198 through the air, and 98 on the ground, and uh, 4 of 15 on third down. The Jets were 3 of 14. Not exactly great third downs because every time there was a third down, the Jet defense would make a play. You know, this Jet defense is really good. This is a championship caliber defense. Okay, this defense is excellent. And the fact that they scored three points because their offense couldn't move the ball is just ridiculous, completely and utterly anemic. I mean, you know, his comments after the game, you know, asking him, you know, if the defense should be upset. Oh, no, you know, not at all. Of course they should. And there's going to be some, you know, some problems I really believe in the locker room with with Zach Wilson I think there's going to be issues with his receivers you could see the looks on the receivers faces too when you saw the look on Mims face when he threw it short and Wilson you know the young receiver from Ohio State he had a lot of comments after the game about about the uh you know Zach and, and the situation with the offense I mean but come on the defense gives up three points and you lose so that's 14 straight to the Patriots I mean, you know, just call the Patriots, you know, the Jets' daddy at this point. You know, we always say that, but it's true. 14 straight. 
And it's not about Tom Brady anymore. It's really about Bill Belichick and how he prepares his team against young quarterbacks. And they've done a job. The two worst games that Wilson played this year were against the Pats. So 413-445-5943 right here on WTBR. Uh, it's eight minutes after 10. We should be joined by my friend Ralph Romeo, too. Uh, we're going to talk about some different things. So the Giants. Well, you knew the Giants would have to lay an egg. You knew the Giants were going to lay an egg eventually. And you knew the Giants' margin for victory wasn't great. Their point differential isn't great. Their personnel isn't that great. They're getting great coaching. They're an official, you know, efficient Daniel Jones. Uh, Saquon Barkley t- has been unbelievable last, last week, uh, you know, running again for 158 yards. Well, this week it all changed. You got a Detroit team that came in hot, winners of two in a row, a team that really is pretty good for a 3-6 and six team. And they can score some points. And the Giants could not run the football. And when the Giants can't run the football, Forget it. Daniel Jones, 27 of 44, 341. But that's a lot of that was like what like with Marv Albert calling extension of garbage time, you know, where you have basically they're playing a prevent defense. And so I don't really count that 27 of 44 for 341. Two costly interceptions, especially the first one, was really bad. And that, you know, put points on uh, immediately for, for the Lions. They had to go to a short field, I mean, maybe about 30 yards. And uh, so Jones, you know, ran for 50 yards. But this is really uh, the, the, the thing that really killed him. Saquon Barkley, 1.2 yards a carry. I mean, just a horrible 15 carries for 22 yards. I mean, that's just, you know, forget it. I mean, there was no way that this team could not run the football and be successful. And also, too, next, you know, this week, this Thursday, you're going to see Dallas. They're playing Dallas Thursday. And you're going to see them stack eight guys in the box and say, hey, Daniel Jones beat me. And uh, without Saquon running the football, I mean, and the turnovers and so forth, it was just, look, every, every team has a stinker. You saw the Eagles, who actually bounced back in the last minute to beat the Colts. You saw the Eagles have a stinker on Monday night against a pretty good Washington team. I keep calling them the Commodores, the Commanders. Uh, they had a pretty good game. I mean, and the Eagles had a stinker. They turned the ball over, and that's why they lost. Well, the Giants did the same thing yesterday. At 6-3, you thought the Giants were going to be okay, right? You thought, they're hey, they're going to they're gonna be efficient. They're going to run the football. They had a nice first drive. Daniel Jones goes in, you know, from seven yards, and, and suddenly, okay, you know, it's, it's 6-3. Then Gano misses the extra point, which was tipped, and also the win really took it, you know, way wide right. And, uh, and then, of course, he missed another extra point. So, you know, it wasn't a great performance by the Giants. Let's be honest. Um, you know, and, and then the injuries are killing them. The injuries are really killing them. Young Wandell Robinson, who had nine catches for 100 yards yesterday, out for the year with a torn ACL. Out. That's it. And even worse than that, even worse than that is, is Adoree Jackson is now out four to six weeks with a torn MCL. These guys are going down by flies. McKinney's gone because of a stupid injury in Cabot when he was on vacation for two weeks during the bye. I mean, man, the injuries, and they don't have a lot of depth. Let's be honest, folks. The Giants have overachieved this year. The Jets have better talent. The Jets had a quarterback. Who knows where the Jets could go in the playoffs? And the question for the Giants right now is, are they going to win another game? They got uh, the Colts. I mean, that's a winnable game, but they play two against the Eagles. They still play two against the Washington team that you know improves every week. Um, and obviously, Dallas on coming off a 40-3, to just absolute you know, ass whipping of the Vikings in Minnesota. And we'll talk about more about these games uh, that happened on Sunday last night. The 49ers whipped the Cardinals, so just to get that in, and down in Mexico City. So 49ers are a good team. You know, the 49ers are a team that seems to play better as the season goes on and get better and better. And, you know, all Jimmy Garoppolo does is win games. They all complain about, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, but he, the guy wins games, you know. So, uh, but, but talking about the Giants and extending the thoughts about the Giants, it's just, you know, 
they didn't go out and they didn't get anybody at the trade deadline because Joe Shane and Brian Dable and the organization have a plan. They have a plan, so they're sticking by the plan. They traded Kadarius Toney, who was a pain in the you know, rear end, and he's gone now playing Kansas City. We'll talk about that game against uh, my Chargers. Ugh, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, focusing again on the Giants, they're not a deep team. They don't have a lot of defense. Uh, they don't have a lot of offense right now. So, you know, Aziz Ojolari, who was one of their you know, high picks a couple of years ago, the kid from Georgia, he's been hurt. Um, you know, Tavon Thibodeau has been playing, but not a major factor right now. Dexter Lawrence has been the best giant as far as defense goes. But other than that, their defense got exposed. I mean, they got run all over by the Lions. The Lions did a tremendous job. I mean, they ran all over them. So, I mean, you know, the Detroit put up 325 yards, the Giants 4 for uh, 413. The Giants had 324 yards in passing. Like I said, a lot of that is, you know, prevent garbage time where they were really down in the game, especially the last drive. And, and uh, you know, Goff, it's only 165 yards thrown, uh, you know, in, in the air for the, for the Lions. But what killed the Giants is 160 yards on the ground uh, against by Detroit. Five for 13 on third downs. Uh, Detroit was six for 13. And, of course, the two interceptions really hurt Daniel Jones, especially the first one. Um, and, uh, you know, especially, you know, this is the thing about this giant team. They've been able to make adjustments at halftime, and Coach Dable's been doing a great job, and they've been able to come back in games. You look at their fourth quarter point differential. But if you look at what happened on Sunday, I mean, they come out in the second half. The first thing the Lions do is they get a, you know, uh, their kick returns to the 40-yard line. Next thing you know, four or five plays, they're in the end zone again. And, you know, it's it's uh, 24 to six, basically, and the game's over. I mean, at that point, you know, turn off your television sets because the Giants can't score a hell of a lot of points. And it was just a bad day. Like, like I said, every team has a stinker. And if you told me after 11 weeks that the Giants are going to be seven and three, I'll take it right now. So you got Dallas on Thursday with a beat up team. What are you going to do? I think they'll play better. Do I think they'll win? Probably not, but I think they'll play better. But you never know. You never know on Thanksgiving. So, and you never know about this team. They could turn things around. But right now, personnel wise, like, who's catching the ball? Is it Kenny Galladay? By the way, did you see the Bronx cheer for Kenny Galladay when he caught the ball? Everybody's like, yeah, they have a standing ovation. You know, it's like, thanks, Kenny. Thanks for catching the ball, finally. I'm so glad you arrived after all the money they gave you. Another gal, you know, another Gettleman disaster that took place at the, you know, in the Meadowlands at MetLife. I mean, I was just laughing. As soon as Galladay caught the ball, and I'm just looking at Galladay like, it's about time he caught a ball, but the Bronx cheer. I mean, was just hilarious. So 413-445-5943. Right here on a Tuesday with Robbie Zucker right here. At Cronin at home uh, suffering from I don't know what. Uh, you know, Call Sean and ask him. Give him a remedy for his stomach because this is getting insane, I have to tell you. And if he's listening out there, pal, all right, go see a gastroenterologist already, please. All right? Get it over with. All right? Why did he get to be my age for crying out loud? 413-445-5943. And, uh, and give us a call right here on uh, WTBR. We'll take your calls, and uh, we'll talk a little about the NFL, and then we'll talk a little about the uh, hot Celtics team that just lost last night for the first time in a while. And obviously, the Bruins are on a roll at seventeen and two. I mean, I'm just and the Devils, and you know, going on a roll. And uh, my Rangers on the coast tonight playing the Kings. So we'll talk about those things and so forth. So let's cover a little bit more NFL, shall we? And uh, hopefully, be uh, joined by Ralphie on after the break. So, so here's the deal. All right, so yesterday's scores, I told you Dallas tromped. It wasn't yesterday, obviously, Sunday's. Dallas beats the Vikings 
40 to 3. Does anybody really believe in the Vikings now, or is this just a bad game? Again, every team has a stinker. That was their stinker at home. And, um, you know, Micah Parsons said after the loss to Green Bay that the defense has to get their thing together, and they finally did. So, Bengals beat the Steelers 37 to 30. So, and then the Raiders come up with a win against the hapless Broncos. Boy, was that a bad contract up to Wilson. So, I don't know what the Broncos are going to do. Obviously, the Rams are, are you know, just horrible right now, and they, they lost as well uh, to the Saints 27-20, a beat-up team, a bad offensive line. Hey, you know, Super Bowl hangover is not a hangover anymore. Super Bowl hangover is really Super Bowl, uh, you know, a bad team right now with a lot of injuries, and, I, and Rob Stafford is just not the same player, and I, I think Rob Stafford's on his way out. I do. So, Bills in Detroit, you know, win 31-23 over the hapless Browns. I think Stefanski's going to lose his job eventually. We'll see. Uh, the Commanders, I keep calling them the Commodores. The Commanders, 23-10 over the hapless Texans and Lovey Smith. I can't believe Lovey Smith still has a job in the National Football League. The Eagles come back at the end. I picked the Colts in this game, and I almost won. And the Eagles score within the last minute as Jalen Hurts just romps into the end zone for a touchdown, 17-16. And then last night, uh, 49ers beat the Cards. So, um, Let's talk about the Chiefs and the Chargers, something that cost me my electronics as I flung this thing directly into my digital set, which was not a good thing to do. Um, have the Chargers lost more games in this franchise than any other team I can remember that just blow games at the end? I mean, it's just unbelievable. And they do it to every team. And I've been watching this team since probably 1979. And this team finds, except for the, except for the exception of beating Pittsburgh and going to the Super Bowl and getting tromped you know, by the 49ers in the Super Bowl, the Chargers are the most snake-bit franchise I have ever seen in my life, ever. Whether it's losing championship games with Phillip Rivers, whether I go back all the way back, you know, to, to like 1981 where they lost to uh, the, the Houston Oilers and a backup quarterback. I think it was Gifford Nielsen was the guy. I mean, this, the, t- the history of this team has been pathetic, and it carries on with Brandon Staley, that knucklehead, as they blow another game, get the lead, and then the defense gives it up, and they got Khalil Mack now, and I know they got J.C. Jackson from the Patriots, and they add all this defense, and I know boss is hurt and so forth, but they have this talented team. I know they've had injuries last night to get Mike Williams back, you know, they got, and they, you know, they Keenan Allen's kind of hobbling, and Williams is kind of hobbling, and I understand that and so forth, but boy, does this team find every way to lose, especially to Mahomes and especially to Kelsey. And uh, let this be a lesson to people. Don't take sports so seriously. I'm learning. I learned my lesson the other night. And when you throw something at your TV, make sure it's a sock and not anything else. So uh, hopefully uh, the uh, you know Hanukkah Tooth Fairy is going to come down and I'll buy a new set. But, man, I learned my lesson, especially watching the Chargers over the years. It's a disaster. It doesn't matter if it's a backup quarterback from, from the Denver Broncos or the rookie quarterback from the Broncos a few years ago who marched them down and beat them at the end of the game. I mean, the Chargers find more ways to lose. I don't care what coach it is, Anthony Lynn or Brandon Staley or Marty Schottenheimer, who's 14-2 and couldn't win in the playoffs as usual, and they got fired the following year for being a 14-2 coach. It continues and continues and continues for the San Diego slash Los Angeles Chargers, who do of everything they get because their ownership. I mean, the Spanos family moving the team from San Diego in the first place is just ridiculous. So, I mean, uh, th- there's no home field advantage in that in that building. 413-445-5943. Talk about anything you want to do. Talk about NFL. You want to talk about Aaron Judge being MVP, uh, getting uh, you know more first place votes obviously than Shari Otani, who was also you know tremendous and had a great year as well. So, but we'll see what happens with Aaron Judge. The Yankees resigning Rizzo. That's a good thing. So uh, Rizzo and Judge, good buddies. Call me up if you think Aaron Judge is going to the Dodgers. 
<laughs> the Dodgers keep spending money. They think the idea of winning is to continue and spend more money, get more players and more players and more players, and put an all-star team together. Well, I'll tell you what, Dodgers, the only thing you won was a lousy BS 60-game COVID-filled season where you won the World Series. So obviously spending all this money is not, is not helping them at all. But, uh, you know, we'll get more into hot stove after the, uh, you know, after the Thanksgiving holiday and towards Christmas, and uh, there should be a lot of interesting signings and dealings and so forth. But uh, Gio Urshela, of course, the former third baseman of the New York Yankees who played for Minnesota this year, getting shipped out to the Angels just the other day. And if you look at Gio's stats and Donaldson's shots, uh, Gio's better. So I mean, him, his metrics might not be as good, and he might not be as, as gold gloves. I think he's a gold glove guy. I really do. I mean, he was tremendous, but uh, puts the ball in play and uh, definitely was a fan favorite with, with the Yankees. So 413-445-5943. Anything else in the world of sports? Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as, like, going, like I said, going back to the, uh, to the Jets, let's just take it back to the Jets and the Pats game. The Pats are now 6-4. and four, The Jets are 6-4. and four. And, you know, it was interesting. If the Jets had actually won this game, they would have probably been in first place. So that's a big setback for the Jets. The question is now, who's starting on Sunday? I guess Wilson's going to start against the Bears. I don't even know if, if, uh, if Justin Fields is going to start. Justin Fields suffering from a shoulder problem. We'll know more today about his injury. And there's a possibility of him being out possibly the rest of the season. There's a possibility of him playing. So I haven't heard the injury report on Justin Fields quite yet. But uh, they, they should beat the Bears. you got to beat the Bears. You can't be at home and lose to the Bears. And I guarantee you this, guarantee you, in the first sequence of plays, if Zach Wilson throws the ball over someone's head or the ball was flying, you know, past someone, you know, that, that's wide open or the ball goes into the ground, you can hear Mike White's name spread all over MetLife Stadium. So, you know, look, the, the kid... You've seen some good things. I mean, you have seen some good things, but the other day was a disaster. Like I said, 9 of 22 for 77 yards, and the Jets get 103 yards of total offense. I mean, just uh, just a horrible day. And, uh, you know, we have to talk about Mike LaFleur a little bit, the Jets' offensive coordinator. Let's be honest. This guy, you know... If you're going to have a young quarterback, why do you keep dropping him back seven, eight yards all the time? He's got some young receivers that are really good. Why not have just some two quick step drops? You know, look, go look at you know films of Tom Brady. And I'm not going to compare anybody to Tom Brady and his his you know brilliance as far as getting balls off or making the right decisions and so forth. But you know, have some quick slants, have some quick hits, have some have Barrios out in the backfield, get him a quick pitch. You know, use him. In a way that the Giants have been using Daniel Jones. You know, use him a little bit with kid gloves. Don't make him drop back eight and nine yards all the time. And that's what he did. And he's just absolutely confused. How about designing some rollouts for him? A lot of times at BYU, you know, his best attribute, Zach, is his legs. Roll him out. Put him in motion. Let him go and roll out and throw down the sideline. You know, let him do something where he's moving his legs. Because you've seen that he has difficulty in the pocket. A lot of these guys do. Daniel Jones is another guy who should be doing more rollouts and more movement. I was surprised, really, that Daniel Jones didn't do a lot of bootlegs. He did, like, one major bootleg the other day, and that was the biggest gain that the Giants got the whole game. So I was really shocked that they didn't move uh, Daniel too much uh, in that game because, uh, you know, a week before that, even though the Bears blew a 14-point lead, Justin Fields did a lot of running uh, against the Detroit Lions. So anyway, uh, we'll take a timeout, and we'll be back, and then hopefully be joined uh, by my buddy uh, Ralph Romeo in the uh, second part of the show. So stick around. We're here at 89.7 WTBR-FM. This is Robbie Zucker, and uh, we'll be back right after these messages. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, 
built a new studio and transmitter and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8, and if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Hola, hola. I'm Daisy. Yo soy Marta. Whether you want to learn a little Spanish or get a glimpse of our wonderful Latin roots, join us as we celebrate Latin culture with music from genres ranging from salsa to bachata. Gain insight on local news, community information, and very special guests. Only on Mundo Latino. Welcoming listeners of all nations on WTBR 89.7 FM. Support for Mundo Latino comes from Greylock Federal Credit Union. Did you know that just 30 minutes a day of physical activity can improve your health and decrease your risk of heart disease? Walking is an easy way to start. For every hour of regular vigorous exercise, you can gain two hours of life expectancy. So start walking for yourself. Start walking with your family. Start walking with your friends. Start walking in your community. Start walking. Start something. Join the movement today. For more information on the American Heart Association START program, visit heart.org slash start. Hey friends, if you're looking for some party music, tune in to Polka Express with me, Bill Gustavus, every Wednesday night from 6 to 8, and Sunday mornings from 8 to 10, right here on 89.7 WTBR, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. You guys rock. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Berkshire Sports Now with Cronin and Zook. Cronin off today. We got a phone call, so let's take our first phone call. Good morning. You're on WTBR. Hello. Hello. <laughs> there you go. Robbie, what's happening there, buddy? How are you, buddy? I knew you were going to join us. Rob Romeo joining us here from New York City. How you doing, brother? I'm okay. I'm okay. How's that uh, reception right now? Okay. Not too bad. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's okay. Uh, is it? Is it? Better? It's a little bit squelchy, but you know it's not too bad. So I mean, it's it's, all it's, right, it's all right. right as long as you can hear me, I'm I'm trying yeah, yeah. all different things. Okay, that's okay. You're in the boondocks. Yeah, you talk. Well, you, it's, uh, you talked about Zach Wilson, and he didn't have enough snaps. He doesn't have enough snaps under his belt. 
you can't really judge the guy yet, and they don't use him properly. You actually, um, you actually, what was that thing? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm. You actually, you actually um, was, you know, you were, you were right in the way they use him. You know, that six-step drop back, that's a, a more experienced type of way to uh, play quarterback. Are you, on, you yeah, are you on speakerphone? No, I'm not. See if you can get on speakerphone. See if you can get on speakerphone just a little bit. What's up? How's that? How's that? A little oh my God! Much better. Yeah. So it sounded okay, like it sounded like scratching. Okay. You know you you were right about Zach because he he, he doesn't have to drop back. You know the five six step uh, exactly. drop back because yeah no because frankly the guy you know the guy could run a little bit you just roll him right and you let him look down the field you let him improvise a little bit better and you're going to see uh, maybe his skill he, he's a he's kind of a delicate guy you know he has to be. He has to be coddled. You can tell that he doesn't care too much for criticism. So you got to treat him with kid gloves. As yeah. you said, you made a great point. But the fact is, they're, they're utilizing him incorrectly. You know, they got beaten by their, their adversaries, the Patriots, <laughs> again for the second time. That's got to hurt. I mean, the Jets fans got to be reeling right now. Uh, four, yeah, four, I mean, 14, 14 games straight. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, and, and the defense gives up three points, but his comments after drove me nuts. You know, when he said, well, you know, are you, you, you blame yourself or, you know, uh, you know, how does the defense, how do you think they feel, you know, and so forth. And he was just kind of like very... You know, blaming the wind for crying out loud. I mean, both players are playing against the wind. I mean, I think Mac Jones missed like four passes the whole game, even though, you know, he, he threw short passes a lot. But he only missed, and, and you're right. I mean, why are you dropping this guy back like crazy? Let him roll out. Let him throw some quick slants. I mean, it made no sense to me. And LaFleur is getting a lot of criticism on radio. I mean, I've been hearing it all over the last couple of days, and he gets tremendous criticism. So, you know, really. You gotta, you gotta, you know, sometimes these guys get locked in into what they want to do. And they don't, they don't consider the personnel that they have. This guy is not a drop-back quarterback from what I've seen so far. He may, he may morph into one, but right now he's not. No, I don't think so. I mean, he used his legs a lot at BYU, but I would just roll him out. I mean, you know, a different, you know they could run different uh, screens with him. You know, they can run, you know, like I said, slants with him. You know, uh, he, but you saw a couple weeks ago against Buffalo that he can throw the ball. He can throw the ball. I think it's also a confidence thing. I was listening to Boomer Sison early today, and Boomer's talking about lulls in the game. You know, your lulls, like sometimes you, you play well, and then you have these lulls in the game where you have to just kind of get it together and keep it together because you have four quarters to play with. And, and, and it happens in all sports, he was saying, but especially with quarterbacks, though, in the National Football especially with young quarterbacks and so forth. So you learn it's the mental part of the game. I think Zach's biggest issue is not the physical part. The physical part's there. He's got a gun, he's got an arm, he's got legs. It's the mental part yeah. of the game. And that's something. And the interesting thing, too, is, Ralph, is that many years ago, you know, quarterbacks took four or five years. You sat on the bench. You held a clipboard. You watched. You watched film. You, you didn't even get a lot of reps in practice. And you just watched, and you learned, and you took notes. And that was it. And now they rush these guys in because of these huge contracts, and they want these guys in and then do, you know, to be the savior of the, of, the, of the team. You know, we drafted Sam Darnold. We thought he was a great quarterback. They drafted Browning. Remember Browning Nagel? I used to call him Browning Bagel. I mean, it's just you know. Yeah, I actually had a few good games, but you know, couldn't couldn't uh, continue. But no, it's not your father's NFL anymore. Yeah, it's they not. Don't sit. And it's and they mediocre. Don't They're not. You're not being tutored by you know the guy that's in there already. They're not taking a. You know, they don't have the clipboard on the sidelines like they used to right. for uh, two, three, four years. Yep. No, I got you. I got you. As far as on the other side of town. 
Uh, what do you what do you make out of the Giants game? I missed a lot of your first uh, first. Five that's o- that's so okay. Yeah, I actually, you know, it's it's funny, you know, doing the show here by myself and stuff. So I was really trying to prepare myself, you know, with the Giant game. Um, I watched the Giant game. I watched most of it. Um, you know, I've said all year that the Giants were the worst seven and two team I ever saw in my life after watching them beat the Texans. You know what? They have a plan in order. They turned the ball over three times. Um, yesterday, not yesterday, on Sunday, they turned the ball over three times, and they could not run the football. As I was saying, Saquon Barkley, 15 carries for 22 yards. That's not going to get it done. The Giants are a pretty much a one-dimensional team, let's be honest. And if they don't run the football well, you know they're not going to win. And, and you're going to put too much pressure on Daniel Jones. Look, I think Daniel Jones could be a serviceable quarterback, and it's not all Daniel Jones' fault, okay? When you have nobody, and I mean nobody really, but you know, you know, Slayton's pretty good, and obviously they lost their young receiver, had a wonderful day, 100 yards in receptions, and Wondell Robinson, ace torn ACL out for the year. Um, the thing is, in all fairness to Daniel Jones, if you had, you know, a Tyreek Hill, if you had those type of receivers that could, you know, break a game open, the Smiths and the Browns in Philadelphia, those type of guys that can stretch the field, he would be a hell of a lot better quarterback. So when you can't run the ball, you're forcing this guy to try to throw, and, you know, they're putting eight guys in the box, and I guarantee you Dallas will put eight guys in the box on Thursday and say, come on, Daniel Jones beat me, we're going to stop Barkley. And that's the thing. The Giants are not that talented. I mean, you compare the Jets personnel to the Giant personnel, there's just no comparison. Not only the defensive side and the offensive side. Um, but on, on the on the offensive side, the Giants just don't have a lot of answers, you know. And, and with this point, with all the injuries, you know, with all the guys going down, that you know, Tony going to Kansas City now with his big mouth and uh so yep. they don't have a lot of options, you know. And their tight end being hurt too as well. He was having a wonderful rookie season. So uh, yeah, so, you, know, you, you stop. You start. You stop Barkley. You stop. You stop the Giants. You know what's coming. Yeah, there's no there's no diversity in their in their approach because you know you stop that guy. You you stop them. They stop them cold. Uh, what, what did you say? Twenty three yards. Total? Yeah, and fifteen carries for twenty two. One thing that bothers me though is like the thing is that to me is like you know if you if you're seeing that Barkley can't run from scrimmage and you know and, and lining him up then 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 he's so good in the open field. Start throwing screens to him. Throw some little you know button hooks, some screens to the guy, and let him go up the field that way. I mean he's much better runner when he's outside anyway. I mean he's an outside guy. He was always was even when in Penn State. Get him to the outside. Get him in the open field. That's what they should have been doing. Again, I I you know I like I I like what um. You know what Kafka's done as far as the offensive coordinator of the Giants, but I, I thought they get a little, you know, too stubborn running Barkley into the line every time, and it was just getting a little frustrating. Like, you know, just throw him some flare passes or something. Get him. Use, you remember they used to use guys as what they used to call flankers years ago, and they'd move their running backs into different positions and use them as receivers and, and, and wideouts and so forth. I, I would have liked to have seen them do that more. So, but not uh, enough imagination. And not Daniel had a bad game. And, you know, Daniel for his yeah, numbers. I mean, you know, again, again, yeah. there's they're still there's still very impressive. You know, that record's not not too shabby. It, it really isn't. Well, their, mar- uh, yeah, their margin of error is not good, but the thing is that, the funny thing is that their margin of error isn't great, and, and also, obviously, their point differential isn't great, not compared to the other teams, in, in, you know, that are they're up there in, in, the, in the conference, but the thing is that, you know, nobody expected 7-3, and three, whether they win another game or not this year. I mean, they have a tough schedule. They got Philly twice, they got Dallas Thursday, uh, they have Washington, who's played really well twice, um, the a winnable game I get might be the Colts at home, and even the Colts, you know, have been playing better football. They should have beaten the Eagles uh, on Sunday, and they lost by a point. I actually picked the Colts to beat to upset Philly, and they scored them in the last uh, minute and a half of the game to beat the Colts by a point. But 
you know, uh, you know, any like they say, any given Sunday, right? So, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, Aaron, I, Joe, I yeah, yeah. My, my uncle had season tickets uh, many years ago. Yeah, and the, the, the Giants uh, tickets are in my family. Uh, you know, those you got guys uh, going to those ball games. that have been going to those ball games for 50, 60 years. It's un, it's unbelievable what Giant Stadium is. Let me let me let me say something about Giant Stadium just for one second. They had a great stadium. Before they decided to make this drab, dull stadium, Agreed. that stands. When 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 Cindy and I pass on the highway there, we turn around. And I say, "You have no idea what that big old building is." And I say, "That's Giant Stadium." And we say to ourselves, "There's no, there's nothing telling me that that's where the Giants play. It looks like a kind of a, uh, I don't know, a neutral uh, stadium of some kind, like for concerts or something." Yeah, it says MetLife. Never should have built that new stadium. No, they should have never built it. They should have made a better team. I mean, what Mara did and, and Tish and, and the PSLs and all that garbage and, you know, season ticket holes for 50 years being denied the opportunity to actually come and, and actually go to a giant game after all the years of support. I agree with you. There was no, I mean, they wanted to make better infrastructure and build all the, you know, the fancy boxes and so forth and all that garbage. But yeah, the, the, I would say Giant Stadium had a little bit more character. I agree. And it said Giant Stadium as you passed over the bridge. Like every time I would go see my father, you know, in Westchester and then go home and when I was living and doing radio in Pennsylvania, I would. You know, I would go over and see Giant Stadium. You know, I'm thinking of East Rutherford, you know, in the Meadowlands with Pat Summerall. I'm thinking of Pat Summerall. Remember, used to be, remember the Giants were so bad at one time, Ralph, you know, that I remember like in the, the 70s and, you know, it would be Madden and, and uh, first in uh, Tom Brookshire and then Madden and, you know, in Summerall. And, um, yeah, no, go, sorry, it would be Pat to, Summerall. I go back to Clark, Tarkington and all those guys. Me too. I have somebody that wants to say hi to you. Oh, okay. Hi, Robbie. Hey, Sin. How you doing, hon? What's going on? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, hanging in there. You know, uh, I was asking Ralph for smashing electronics devices, a little bit of advice, so there you go. Uh, so he settled me a little bit. So Ralph can not only be a radio talk show host and, and also a physical therapist and, and, and you know, and, 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 yeah, but a psychologist yeah, as well. So, yeah, he's great at it. So, oh, Ralph, I got to tell you something because it's really hilarious. I figure Rob won't kill me for this, but yeah, yes, so Robbie Freed is talking to me, our good friend, the doctor. Yeah, yesterday right, calls sure, me up, sure. calls me up yesterday, right? And says, uh, do you talk to Ralph a lot? And I said, yes, I do. I said, we talk all the time. I said, he's my buddy. You know, he's a good guy. And he says, he said, so Rob said evidently that he talks to a lot of different callers on WFAN, like off yeah, the air. Uh-huh. Off the yeah. air, right? And he says to me, you know, a lot of the callers, Rob, they really like you a lot. I said, wow, that's really nice. He said, but they don't like Ralph a lot. I said, that's because Ralph is intelligent and articulate and talented. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, know you can go by your enemies as well as your friends. And I said, but I said, and I said to Rob, yeah, I said, Rob. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. I know. I, I know that people, there's no in between with me. I understand. I know. And it was really funny because I said, because I said, should I tell Ralph this? I'm like, you know what? I'm going to share this because it's really funny because they said to Rob, I said, Rob, are you kidding me? I said, you're one of the most obnoxious callers of, of all time on WFA. And I said, but people love you. I said, I love you. I said, I said, I said, there's a guy, Richard from Manhattan who drives me crazy, but he makes good points. You know, it's just really funny. So hey, I was hey, just Richard, laughing. Richard, you can tell Richard does a lot of research. Yes, he does. That guy, that guy's prepared. Yes, he does. And he comes up with the most, the most off the wall things, kind of like non sequitur. Right. And the, the most time. people who died. Exactly. So uh, uh, he's been around. He's also been around for about seventy-five. Yeah, years, so. no, he's a bright, he's a really bright caller and so forth. You know, I wish, I wish I had, you know, a lot of callers on the show here. Hopefully, like I said, you know, we're going to expand. We did a really great uh, drive on uh, on Thursday. It was an amazing day. I got to see some people I hadn't seen for ages, and it was a lot of fun. We were here in the studio, you know, raising money. Yeah, from... you know, I, couldn't, I couldn't tune in. I met. Oh, that's I okay. 
was it a good was it a success? Absolutely, a success and all day long and I got a bottle of wine for a donation. Yeah, it was really nice. So yeah, it was a great day. And it's it's, great. what was really cool is I got to meet people who do shows here. I met Peter and his uh, girl, I guess his girlfriend uh, or his partner on the show and uh did they do a Beatles show? They were a great Beatles show and it's on Tuesday, in fact. I always try to plug it. And it was funny because they advertised it Monday and I said, Wait a second, Peter, isn't it on like Tuesday, usually on four o'clock, I walk in the house yeah, after yeah. doing some work, and there it is, it's on. So, but yeah, because I leave my radio on. In fact, my cat's listening to me on the air right now. He's about the only person up my place. That's one listener you have. Yeah, Ring, yeah Ringo's tuning. Before. Yeah, Ringo's tuning in and putting up with me for another hour before I return home later this afternoon. But uh, yeah, it's just. Um, you know, we did, we did a great you're job. Bringing up, you're bringing up Judge. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Well, Judge, evidently, he got a huge offer for over $300 million. So I haven't heard what the story is, but evidently, he got a, an offer. So I'm not sure what's going on yet. But if I'm you don't take this you, offer, goodbye. I'm going to tell, tell you something on the inside. Yeah. The guy that used to represent me in my acting career, he, he, he knows all these, these big-time agents. He knows the guy in a roundabout way that represents Judge, and not because I said it, Robbie. Now, make sure you know that. Right. He says there's, there's, there is about a 70-30% chance, in the positive sense, that he's going to go to California. That's what, wow. that's what I heard. And, and you know, take it for what it is, and take it from a guy that really, I'm getting a second or third, uh, you know, uh, it went through a couple of, Years before I actually got wind of it, but about seventy thirty, he's, he's elsewhere. Why? Why? Uh, no reason given. Why? But here's the thing: the, the reason is, well, what, what does it come down to? The Greenbacks, right? But, but they're going to offer they're going to offer him more money than the Yankees are willing. But so what? How much well, money do you need? The Yankees, well, the Yankees won't break the bank the way the, the Dodgers would break the bank or the Giants. But why is that? But why is that? But Ralph, why is that the most important thing? Why is that mo- the most important thing? It's like monopoly money. I mean, you're well, we you're the right fielder. We do a whole show on the whole psychology of the whole thing. You're the right the fielder. Is, most, most times, Robbie, you give a guy twenty million more. No matter whether they're, they're living it, they're playing in Cleveland, or you know, say they they'll leave New York to go play in Siberia if they get twenty million. It's just, a I mean, Paul O'Neill used to take less money. I remember he'd come up for arbitration, or he'd come up for free agency, and other teams would offer him money, and he would re-sign with the Yankees. They asked him, and Paul said, "Wait a second. He said, "You know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but he'd say stuff like, "I'm winning championships here. My kids love it in New York. You know, we have a great team. I'm making enough money. I mean, how? I mean, Ralph, there's only 24 hours in a day and 365 days in a year. I mean, how much crap do you really need, honestly? I mean, I, you know, and, and I've noticed this." One million, you know, the more money you have, the more troubles you have. Yeah, the, you give right. Me, you give me one, you give me one million dollars a year. I'm, uh, I'm set for life. Now these guys, their lifestyle is astronomical. You know, they they pay, they spend uh, a fortune every day. So you got to think about this. It's prestige. I'm getting paid more than the other guy. I'm the highest paid player in baseball. That means a lot to these guys. And also, it's about family members where they want to go. Maybe they're not satisfied with New York. Maybe they. Preferred out where he came from. So, so good. So, so what? Forth. So one quarter of the so, so one quarter of the country can see you play every night. I mean, is that well, what that, you really that, want? That's, that's a big consideration. Is that what you want? You you were wearing the uniform of the New York Yankees. You're wearing the Yankee uniform. You're wearing the people in people in Siberia know the Yankees, huh? Does it have as much cachet as it used to have playing in New York? 
I think it still does. I really do. I absolutely do. I mean, he wants to go play for the Dodgers. Go. The Dodgers have proven he can spend $20 zillion and win nothing. And I don't care about their championship a few years ago. It was BS. I mean, please. I mean, you go, first of all, the Giants are a small market team. How can the Giants outbid the Yankees? And second of all, the Giants are, the, are not a good team. The Giants are on a rebuild. Okay, and the Giants are certainly not as good as the Padres and certainly not as good as the Dodgers. So you want to go to a team that's basically going to finish third or fourth place? I mean, I don't get it. I really don't I get, get it. it. I get it because, because winning isn't what they're concerned, and from, with. They're and, concerned and, with the lifestyle. Do you, do you know you know how they don't take the game home with them these days as they used to? You know, I know you take the game home with you. I know you, you take every loss of your team hard. I'm well, that's so gonna sure that's changing though. That's I'm not changing. So sure they don't forget about it until the next day. I don't see too many heartbroken Yankees right now. I think they they just resolved to the fact that they just had a they had a season where they could have won, but the the chips didn't fall their way, so they didn't they didn't play didn't play out at the end, and they they accepted far more easily than the fans do. I I really and winning isn't the priority. Money's the priority. Right, and that's kind of a sad thing when you think about it. I mean, 413-445-5943. We're joined by Ralph Romeo right here on a Tuesday, 1044. Yeah, I'm just, you know, it concerns me when players are just so, like, it's just, there's nothing but dollar signs in their eyes. They don't even see the opportunity. It's like, well, the Yankees have a better opportunity to win than the, than the San Francisco Giants. Well, that doesn't matter. As long as they get more money, that's more that matters. It's just... After a while, you know, you I know people who are rich and miserable, and I know people are rich and happy, okay? I mean, let's put it that way. Do you think they consider, do you think they consider these lesser teams a challenge? In other words, I'm going to put them back on the map. If I go there, things will turn around? Yeah, probably, yeah. They pro- I would assume they probably say, oh, yeah, if I come in there, you know, I'll, I'll make the Giants into a playoff team. But then you look at the roster, and it's not that good. And you look where they finished last year. And, the, you know, the Rockies aren't that great either. I mean, it's just, I just don't get it. I don't understand like how again how much money do you need it's 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 absurd you got enough money for 25 lifetimes it's just bs to me it's like we're we're i mean first of all first of all the yank from okay let's take it from the ownership of yankees point of view okay let's take it from their point of view all right the you said the yankees aren't going to spend as much as maybe the dodgers to to get them to, to la okay but on the other side I mean, the Yankees, from a public relations point of view, from a marketing point of view, do you know how many judge jerseys are sold throughout Major League Baseball? Yep. He's the best player in the game right now. He had MVP season. If you're Hal Steinbrenner, I'll throw him the bank because they'll make more money selling Aaron Judge shirts than they can pay him all year for crying out loud. Honestly, I just well, I know, don't get it. Then it, becomes, then it becomes an ethical question. How much can you, you spend with these guys, and when does it stop? When do we get the first five hundred million dollar ball? Pretty right? soon, about five years. Yeah, Juan Soto have, probably making a half a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah? probably. Yeah, probably one guy like Juan Soto will be a free agent after this year. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when does it end? And the funny thing is, the the owners continue to p- complain about the salaries and everything, but they're the ones paying it out. And the, and, and, the, and the thing about Major League Baseball, it doesn't matter how many fannies you put in the seat anyway because 75% of the revenue is coming from television and radio. It's all TV money. Yep. It's all yes, TV it money. And the Yankees have one of the best, if not the best, uh, you know, uh, cable networks out there in the Yes Network. And obviously the Mets have SNY. And you have, uh, you have Nesson with the Red Sox. And now Nesson is not free anymore. Now you have to have, have a subscription to Nesson for $30 a month hey, or whatever the hell it is. Sports on, you mentioned sports on radio. You know how radio's dying? They keep telling you that? Yeah. Sports on radio still has its fans. You know, the Absolutely. Giants game, oh, game draws a big crowd on the radio. I listen to Bob you know, Pop and Carl Banks that? every week. 
You know how I know that? The sponsors are huge on these radio shows. They don't have the same sponsors on these talk shows as they do on the sporting right. events. The sporting events uh, garner all these big-time sponsors. That tells me a great deal. I'm going to let you take another call so you get Yeah, buddy, no problem. There, right? All right, bro. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, That's we're going to take a break. And come and have, yeah, have yourself a good weekend. Calm Thanks, down man. These sports guys. I, I am. Well, let me... don't care too much about you, about them. Well, let me just say something. You know, I learned my lesson, and, uh, you know, I'm definitely a much calmer person. I didn't even watch the game last night. I didn't even bother with the sports. So for me, it's like well, I'm enjoying it. You said it was the San Diego game, not the Giants game. No, it was, it was, the, Char- was, it was the Chargers game. Over the Chargers. Yeah, it was the Chargers yeah. game. Well, I, I love the Chargers since I'm a 12-year-old kid with the days of Don Coriel and uh, watch them lose and lose and lose big games over and over again. So, by, yeah. by the way, I'd love for everybody to tune in tonight on WPAT. Yeah, I was going to say plug Listen. away. Yeah, just one time because I haven't done it. Absolutely, man. But by the way, yeah, Ralph has a great show, and I'm on once in a while, and it is a great show. You guys discuss so many different things. This is for Rob, and this is for Robbie Free, Rob Free, who I know is listening every night. WPAC, listen live. (laughs) WPAT, that's like the name Pat. Listen live tonight, eight o'clock, eight o'clock Eastern. I appreciate it, buddy. No problem, buddy. Give my love to mom, and uh, thanks, Cind. All right, see you soon. Well, hung up real fast there. Okay. Ralph Romeo joining us there uh, from uh, Wantage, New Jersey, by way of New York City. Yes, you can catch his show on WPAT Tuesday through uh, Friday at uh, 8 o'clock. Really good show. Actually, actually, Fridays are 4 o'clock shows, which I usually are on sometimes. So you want to help shape the future of Pittsfield Community Television and WTBR-FM, please help us out by taking the Pittsfield Community TV and WTBR Community Survey online. Go to pittsfield.pittsfieldtv.org again. That's survey.pittsfieldtv.org. The survey will take less than 10 minutes, and you will be a pivotal in telling us what you would like to see and hear more of right here on WTVR. Again, survey.pittsfieldtv.org right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR. we're going to take a break, and we'll come back. We'll wrap this edition up of, uh, of Berkshire Sports Now right after these uh, messages. Habit. It's very hard to quit. I've tried. My wife smokes. It's not allowed in the home. It's not allowed around my children. I just know it isn't good. My husband hates that I smoke, and I smoke outside. It irritates her a little bit, but I think she sees and understands what I'm trying to get across to her, that it's not only bad to her, but it's bad to my three beautiful daughters and my two sons. My dad gets upset with my mom because she smokes and he doesn't, and whenever my mom goes and smokes, she has to go smoke outside. I don't think my mom should smoke because it's really bad for you, and it could hurt you really bad. I do think there is a correlation between parents and kids. The parent smokes, the kids think it's okay for them to smoke. Sometimes, all you need is a small reason to quit. Yeah, I love my mom very much, but I still wish she'd stop smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down. Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Persia County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Larry Krepke here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. 
some of the best country music ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBRFM, Pittsfield Community Radio. Diabetes is a killer. After I was diagnosed, I had no pain. I didn't feel sick, so I didn't listen to my doctor. Then it struck. I had a heart attack, then a stroke, and I was only 49. If only I'd known. If only I'd listened. People with diabetes are two to four times more likely to suffer a stroke than people without diabetes. And many who survive are severely disabled. You can reduce your risk of stroke by lowering your blood sugar, blood pressure, and cholesterol. You should also talk to your healthcare provider about taking aspirin. And if you smoke, get help to quit. To learn more about reducing your risk of stroke, call 1-800-DIABETES for your free diabetes survival guide. It's not too late. Don't let diabetes destroy your life. A message from the American Diabetes Association and the American College of Cardiology. Hi, my name is Bill Sturgeon. I am the host of WTBR's Morning Drive. We air every weekday morning, 7.30 to 8.30. The goal of my program is to inform, educate, and have a few chuckles along the way. We have wonderful guests political, arts, actors, musicians, teachers. I look forward for you to listen in or watch us on PCTV. Thank you. We got something for just about everybody. WTBR. Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on uh, Berkshire Sports Now with Robbie Zucker and Sean Cronin taking the day off. So uh, it is 10.53 right here. we got about eight minutes left to talk a little bit of hoops and a little bit of hockey. So uh, last night uh, the Celtics finally lose a game to the Bulls. So uh, they're now 13-4. and four. Final score was 121-107. So Brown 25, Tatum 28, um, uh, Brogdon um, 23, and... Uh, uh, poor night for uh, Mr. Smart. Only eight points last night. But let's face it, the Celtics are really good. I mean, they really are. And as much as I watch the NBA, which you don't watch a lot of, I do like to watch the Celtics because they actually play defense and they're actually a good shooting team, even though the threes get out of hand. And we all know that. I've said it a million times. But uh, the Celtics, you know, they have to lose sometimes. So they're now 13-4. and four, And um, uh, next up, I believe, um, you know what? I don't remember, actually. I was trying to, th- I was trying to think what was next up for them here. Was it? Oh, it's the Mavs. I believe the Mavericks is, uh, are next. So next up for them are the, uh, the Mavs. I knew I wrote that down someplace. So anyway, the Nets coming off a couple games in which they won a, a game at, at the end uh, against the Blazers, 109-107. And um, they went out and beat the Grizzlies as well, 127-115. My Knicks coming off an actual winning road trip at 3-2. and two. They started off the road trip really nice with a win in Utah and then a win against the, uh, against the Denver Nuggets. Then they lost to Golden State, lost to the... Uh, the Phoenix Suns the other day, but beat the hapless Oklahoma City Thunder. 
So the uh, Knicks standing right now at 509 and 9. Let's be honest. I mean, the Knicks, Jalen Brunson had a good game. You know, Jalen Brunson's been really good at 34 the other night, at 27 and a loss the other night. I mean, he's been really good. You know, he's been an excellent addition to the New York Knicks. But R.J. Barrett inconsistent, Randolph inconsistent, their lack of being able to stop, you know, teams defensively, their poor defense at the three-point line, their inconsistency in terms of, you know, who's going to have a good night, who's going to have a bad night. Mitchell Robinson again hurt again. I mean, how many times against Mitchell Robinson get hurt? This guy's hurt every year. You know, it's about time the Knicks say, you know what, Mitchell, you know, let him go or something or trade him away or something. Get something for him. Anyway, 413-445-5943. Got about five minutes left in the show if you want to give us a call right here at the station. Like I said, great programming here always at WTBR. And uh, one of the shows that I really enjoy is at 4 o'clock this afternoon. That would be Beatles Forever. And Peter will uh, get you through two hours on that show. And it's a lot of fun. There's all kinds of stuff on that show. I mean, there's not only Beatles music. There's, you know, the individual music of all four. And there also is uh, like covers and, and live stuff and stuff I have never heard heard and stuff I have heard that I like to hear again anyway. So uh, join Beatles Forever. That'll be 4 to 6 this afternoon right here on WTBR. 413-445-5943 the number to call. Of course, the Bruins on the other side are just, I mean, what could you say? 17-2 and two, and uh, they're just playing unbelievable hockey right now. I wonder if they're playing too well at this point, but 17-2 uh, and two is just an unbelievable start for a team where a lot of people said, oh, they're old, and, you know, obviously Creechie's old. They signed him for a year, and, you know, Bergeron's old, but, you know, they're playing great hockey right now. So 17-2 and two, uh, leading the Atlantic and uh, obviously leading the whole conference with a record. And, uh, and right now, the hottest team in professional sports are the New Jersey Devils, who just ran off 13 in a row last night with another win against the Oilers, who are having a, you know an average season right now at 10-9 and nine and beating Connor McDavid. And the, the Devils are just playing unbelievable hockey. I mean, they really are. They're 13-4. and four. They've, won, you know, they've won 13 in a row. Not 13 four, excuse me. They're 17-3. They've won 13 in a row. And Nico Heischer and, and, and uh, Jack Hughes have really proven that they were two great picks. Obviously, the two first picks in the draft – uh, the years they came out, and they're they're proving themselves, and they have a, a lot of good young players. They also signed Dougie Hamilton a few years ago from Carolina. He's been absolutely fantastic. Their goaltending has been great. Um, you know, they got the kid from Washington uh, who's, who's playing really, really well, uh, and uh, Banchek, and they're just playing outstanding hockey now. It's early in the season. I know it's the first 20 games. We can't really count that, but this is a team to be, re- be reckoned with, the Devils, and obviously – they're playing tremendous hockey. My Rangers are on the coast tonight to play the L.A. Kings. The Rangers lost an overtime to the Kraken in Seattle and then came back with a win against the hapless Sharks 2-1. to They almost blew a two-goal lead with 25 seconds left. Anyway, 413-445-5943 if you want to give us a call in the last three minutes of the show. Um... So uh, next up for the Rangers tonight, like I said, the Kings, and then they have the Ducks, then they come home, and then they uh, have a real tough schedule coming up, including the Devils as well. So, But uh, about the Bruins, you know, I, I just didn't think they were going to get off this type of start. I just think it's unbelievable what they've done. They fired the coach, and obviously I think Bruce Cassidy was a terrific coach. But Bruce Cassidy's out in Las Vegas, and they're off to a tremendous start. They have the best record in the West. So anyway, the Giants play Thursday, and we'll see what happens. And, of course, you get the Lions game again. I mean, are, are you sick and tired of seeing the Lions on Thanksgiving? Let's be honest, folks. Give me a call. Let me know what you think about the Lions consistently being on every year. They're actually not too bad this year, right? So they're a little bit more exciting. But there were days where, I mean, the Lions were so bad. And you get a game with the Lions and another losing team. You're like, oh, man, I have to torture myself through the first game of the Thanksgiving day, you know, in order to get another game. And then you got three games now because you got an evening game as well. So the Dallas Giants game is a 4 o'clock game. Look, you know... The Giants are what they are right now. They're seven and three. 
They've had a really good season. I think Brian Dable's a terrific coach. I think Joe Shane's done a terrific job. They've turned over this roster like crazy. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens against Dallas. They have nothing to lose. They go in as the underdog. I said it would be 10 points. I think it's 9.5 right now. The Giants should look at that as a nine and a half and be really ticked off and say, you know what, guys, we're going to prove to the world on Thanksgiving Day that we are better and that we are not a team that is going to be a 10-point underdog. So we'll see. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm just being optimistic. <laughs> you know, I don't think they're going to win, but we'll see what happens. Anyway, I hope everybody has an amazing Thanksgiving. Drive safe, get to wherever you get safe, and get home safe. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Hopefully Mr. Cronin will be back. You know, it's nice not having the glass partition up here. I kind of like it. It's pretty cool, actually. Looks like a hockey game. So anyway, we'll see you soon. Robbie Zucker for Berkshire Sports Now on 89.7 FM. Stay tuned for programming all day with the best, I mean the best music in the Berkshires. And, of course, Beatles Forever at 4 o'clock with Peter. And uh, we'll see you soon, all right? Take care. Stay well. Have a really great. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Take care. See you next week.